In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk Ryzen again, PC trends, and exotic laptops of CES. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 15, recorded January... Oh my gosh, January 10th. 2017, Damn, right? Already. Date right? I'm not even sure I do. Already. I know. It's crazy. I'm Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Charkis. I'm still signing 2016 in my Bitcoin ledgers. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I wrote a story that said this year, or next year, and it was already this year, of course. And, of course, special guest Hayden Dingman. Hey, guys. And controlling the vertical and horizontal, as always, is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, Gordon, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, are you throwing me off? Are, yeah, throw me yeah. Off. Of course. Are you fully recovered from CES yet, Gordon? No, that's why I'm drinking coffee out of a Mac World Cup. Is that? Are, and, are you uh, sure that's coffee in there? Yeah, Somebody should, check that. I Hayden, check put it. Some bourbon in there too. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting off uh, the CES flu. I don't know really know what it is yet, but I can I can feel it coming over me too. I have a feeling I'm going to start hacking up RGB phlegm anytime now. Yeah, I was Uh-oh. actually in bed. I, it's like two o'clock in the morning. I was going to sleep, and it's like I get and I was breathing in, and at the bottom, at the end, it sounded like there was foam. Oh, yum. Yeah, that's always that's always fun, isn't it? That's great. Yeah. So yes, no, I'm not not really recovered. Brad, I think all of us are just wasted. Hayden luckily not did me. not have yeah. to go. I stayed home. It Hayden's was great. feeling great. Although Hayden's gonna be going to the AVN Awards, I guess. We're breaking it to his girlfriend. <laughs> He's going. They did invite me, but apparently that's next week, Gordon. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it used to be at the same time, right? But the reason of it's a it's a VR demo, I think you saw. Yeah. I was saying, we were saying Hayden could write it off and he could become a VR expert. In I could become a consultant. Consultant. He could become a consultant, which at, at first sounds like that'd be kind of cool. But then actually, if you think about it, that would be really horrible. I bet. <laughs> really, really horrible. But let's actually talk about technology that really gets us as nerds excited. Well, AVN might be cool. Driverless cars. Uh, driverless cars. Self-driving driverless cars. You can Wearables. Smartwatches. <laughs> so you can see all the new PC stuff. That's why self-driving cars will be cool. Wi-Fi connected hairbrushes. Are yes. smartwatches still a thing? They're not a thing anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. No, go- yeah. Google announced, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago that they're going to be making, uh, um, uh, p- not Pixel, What's what's their the their own smartwatch? But yeah. that's because nobody else is making them anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I still like, like mine. <laughs> I still like mine. Google characteristically three years behind the curve on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, they're trying to surface it, right? So they're sort of like, we're going to show you how to make this the right way. Um, <clears throat> I, but I do want to get into the first topic because I mean, although it seems like we talk we talk ad nauseum about Ryzen, but let's face it, AMD was at CES. They were trying to steal the light. Uh, there was a lot of information. Actually, Brad knows it all. I don't even know where I was when we learned nope. all this, but Brad knows a ton of info that we learned about Ryzen at CES. Well, you you even wrote a story about it yesterday. You want to go over the list of the new stuff? Uh, yes, although I don't have that story ahead of me. Uh, I'll go off Yeah, memory. so the big deal is, right, they announced uh, they're clearing the path for Ryzen's launch, which is going to happen this quarter. Um, at CES, AMD announced like 16 motherboards from various motherboard makers. They had over a dozen custom badass PCs on show from like origin and cyber power and things like that. Um, just to, you know, say, Hey, all these are coming. All these are going to be available at day one, which is, we're still not saying when exactly day one is, but it's sometime this quarter. 
but they also announced a couple of new details about the chips themselves that are pretty interesting. Uh, most mostly so being that uh, every Ryzen chip will be able to be overclocked. They're not going to be locked like Intel's chips, except for the K series. Uh, but only some of the motherboards will be able to actually overclock the chips, so it's still kind of limited in some way, but it's based more on your motherboard than the chip itself. Uh, Crossfire is going to be limited to their high-end chipset, X370, uh, and they got a bunch of stuff coming. No, that that kind of makes sense, because that's the world we live in now. If, if you're if you're on Intel, you know you can only, uh, right now, it's only Z-series that lets you overclock. If you do a B or H or the low-end stuff, you can't do it. Uh, K-series. Well, yeah, I mean, but out yeah. on the motherboard chipset oh, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if you have a Z270 or Z170, you can overclock. If you have, uh, you know, Crapola H. Whatever. I mean, but this reminds me of, uh, like, MSI, right, was the one that uh, this generation was allowing you to overclock even if you weren't on K-series chip, and then Intel shut that down real fast. Yeah, a couple of them picked up on that, and then Intel's like, no way, buddies. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was actually ASRock that started it. And, you know, the problem with the motherboard companies is, like, once, once somebody does it, they all sort of have to cross yep. that line. So, um, and that got shut down pretty quickly. So, uh, one thing that's just a dumb little thing that I really liked about AMD's announcements is they announced all kinds of different chipsets for the uh, AM4 motherboards, one of which being the B350 line for, you know, more mainstream PCs. But I really like that because the past two generations, Intel's had the B150 and the B250. So, AMD is kind of like, ha, we got B350, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> Just a dumb little thing that amuses the hell out of me. <laughs> you, now, um, you, so we <clears throat> we don't know. And wasn't that thing that Mark wrote about? Like the, they did say, they did confirm to us, to Mark anyway, that there will be more than just one Ryzen part at the, at the launch, right? Yeah, uh, they were telling, they, uh, Mark Papermaster, I believe, told that to Mark. Uh, Jim Pryor was telling me that, too. Uh, they plan on this platform, AM4 Ryzen, lasts until 2020. All right, so, so four years. So and they yeah. and they also did not. They're, they're, they were kind of crapping on a TikTok, TikTok yep. stand, right? They're saying, what were they calling it? Uh, talk, 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 talk for them, <laughs> <laughs> for AMD. But yeah, I get what you were saying. I'm I'm so befuddled. I I need to get some more sleep. Yeah, so there will be more than just the eight core, sixteen thread chip at launch. There will be an entire line of chips available whenever it launches sometimes a quarter so the did the, the does, do you think this shakes out all the rumors we heard there you know because there was a rumor uh what uh two months ago that there'd be four parts quad a six and then two two eight eight cores Sup- mm. stupid cheap of course but mm-hmm. i mean does it sound like do you get the sense that we're going to see then a, a lineup like that's somewhat related to that those leaks uh they wouldn't get into it too much but i so a lot of those leaks have proven to be pretty accurate so i wouldn't be surprised to see that yeah i mean it makes sense right because although i yeah. i gotta say i mean they've been that's what kind of blew me away is showing up at ces and they had all those motherboards it's like how mm-hmm. how do you because we know how leaks are in the industry these days i mean i guess there was a french magazine that reviewed reviewed ryzen but the clock speeds were off so that was mm-hmm. but i mean but nobody knew those motherboards are coming coming and they really it seems like they they really have leak management under control well and also brad brad can attest to the uh, durability of those motherboards right brad <laughs> yeah he was testing that <laughs> yes. right what happened <laughs> yeah so i was at the msi booth a couple hours before the amd embargo lift which i knew about uh in advance so msi was like yeah here's a am4 motherboard check it out high end so on and so forth and i'm like 
so I can like touch this and write about it. And they're like, yeah, no problem. So I waited till they walked away a little bit. They got distracted by someone else. And I went to take it off of its stand so I could bring it over and hold it next to the KB Lake counterpart. And it wasn't as secure as I thought it was on the stand. And I kind of bounced it off a monitor and it started to fall. And the... Fortunately, I caught it before it bounced off so the So you desktop. pulled a Linus. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you Linus at CES. What did what Linus do? Was well, Linus is famous for picking things up and then dropping it and and ruining people's perfect demo pieces. Is he just yes, doing he, that on he purpose? He did that with a Polaris graphics card or whatever. Ooh, yeah. That yeah. Actually, now I think about it, uh, and we'll talk about the laptop later. But the Predator Twenty One X or whatever, uh, I was cleaning it off because somebody had smudged it up, and with my cloth, I accidentally peeled off the R on Predator, like right underneath <laughs> the screen. So I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about that." <laughs> yeah, you it ruined happens. the launch. I mean, that's a, we are going to talk about it later. Stick around for that because that is a crazy crazy ass laptop um <clears throat> do you and what i want to know from you guys everybody's because you know obviously you know everybody is excited about ryzen do you think the leaks and the talk and the, the disclosures by md do you think we're not getting the hype train up to too much speed right now do you think the leaks uh, are about right i think the hype train's barreling pretty pretty quickly <laughs> i think amd i was saying this the other night to the last night in cs i think amd's if not significantly over the line, really riding the line the past few years of like oversaturating drip drop information and getting like R&D on Reddit all hyped up and stuff. And then after a while, they're just like, just release it already. And I think we're close to that now. But we're not. We haven't gotten too far. We're right on that. Because I, I really think hype management's important. I don't know. Like, it's too far for me. I can say that personally as somebody who like only has a passing interest in, in AMD normally. Uh, like the the... Well, just wait until AMD puts out like that that whole train, which has been going now for like for like nine months. Like it is, it has been a long process to to getting this out there. Uh, for me, I'm like, like uh, I feel like we we're having the same talk. Uh, you know, I was about to say like, okay, Brad, uh, do you think that this is the year that AMD gets <laughs> gets us all back in their good graces? Uh, and then I was like, man, we've had that talk like four or five times already on just this <laughs> podcast. And we just started this like six months ago. Yeah. Uh, on the CPU or GPU side though. Uh, yeah. Side... But, but like, that's the thing is like with AMD, the AMD fans are, are so hardcore about right. everything AMD and, and for good reason, because they're the only competition to the Intel Nvidia hegemony. Yeah. Uh, so, so whether you're talking about GPUs or CPUs, you inevitably get the people that are like, well, just wait until you see what AMD's cooking up this time. Hmm. And then it comes out and like, it's always good. I mean, it's fine. The 480 is a, is a very good card at a, at a very good price. If you can find a list price. Uh, but I do feel like we, man, we've had that talk so many times that for me, like the AMD hype train has just kind of left already. Like yeah. I, I, I want this to come out and I hope it's real good. <laughs> And I hope that that AMD can finally recapture some of that that magic. But for me personally, I don't need to hear anymore. The thing is, when they drip drop this long, right, this much, I mean, as by this point, everyone's like, oh, I'm ready, waiting for Ryzen, waiting for Vega, so on and so forth. So when they announce that price, it's either going to be like a massive mic drop or everyone's going to be like, are you serious? And that's a risk they're running by stoking the fire so and much. And the clocks, I think. right? And the clock speeds, yeah. too, I guess. Because we don't know what final clocks are. We don't know what final lineup and final price. Those are the three well, leftovers. Well, they said at least 3.4 for the high end one, at <laughs> right. least. So, yeah. That's no slouch. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean, definitely no slouch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I like, you gotta, you know, if you were managing, you know, the marketing for something, you gotta keep that hype going because you gotta stay mm-hmm. in the headlines. You don't wanna just, you, I don't think you can just do the thing where we're just gonna drop it on you, like, bam. I, and I don't think Microsoft, you need to do that, Apple, but, right? but I do think that, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like this this cycle in particular has been very long waiting for these CPUs. Uh, that that's my only thing. Like I feel like the RX 480. Like they announced that, and then like a couple months later it was out, and you were like, "Great, it's out." And then they've managed to keep that hype train going by nature of like everybody wants a 480, and nobody can find it at list price, and so the price has been so inflated this whole time. Blah blah. blah. Uh, but I feel like the we're gonna talk about this like nine months a year in advance and then like eventually we'll give you all the the info you actually want uh like that that cycle has been so long this time that i feel like if you had you know past like at one point i was gonna wait for amd to see what amd put out and then it got to the point where i was like well i just need a new processor mm-hmm. like that was like october or whatever and i was like i just need a new processor like i can't wait any longer i'm stuck on this 3570k uh so I feel like, I, I don't know, they've kind of like dropped that ball for me. But like AMD, to be fair, AMD came out of CES looking a lot stronger than like NVIDIA, who came out of that NVIDIA press conference uh, with a whole lot of hate on their hands. Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, look at, look, at, uh, look at last year's AMD CES, right? Last year, the only thing they really announced interesting building up for all this was uh, the Wraith cooler, right? Which is, you know, it's cool and all, but it's a new stock cooler, right? It's literally cool. Yeah, because they did the 480 and stuff at GDC, correct? Isn't that where, Gordon, you and I were at that event, right? Yeah, For the so, right? 480 release and all that. Yeah. So this year, they have all these new motherboards, all these systems. They announced Vega. They had a technical preview. I think it was a really strong CES forum. It's, it's going to come down to execution soon, I think, though. No, I agree. Like, if you compare that to NVIDIA, and NVIDIA was just basically like, hey, we have geforce now and and the new shield console yeah he, they're both pretty nice i, I tried yeah. both actually both i i don't nice. I, I just don't i don't so they're like the only ones still pushing that that android tv stuff in right. the gaming market and man i don't know what they're what they're doing with that like the people that have them seem really happy with them but i can't imagine that thing is selling well enough to keep them in that they, market they, they were kind of saying, I was talking to him about that NVIDIA, that I asked him, look, man, you're doing this GeForce now, you're pushing all this stuff, game stream, so what's up with these Android games that you're making, right? <laughs> Even though, yeah. yeah, it has to run on Android TV, why are you making these Android games? And they're like, well, you know, so it can come from all different sources and so on and so forth, but I kind of got the feeling that they're hoping that something like GeForce now kind of takes over and they can stop. Yeah, it won't at that it. price, though. Yeah, Man, you want to talk about the biggest mistake of CES, in my opinion? Whew. With that, did you hear the the fun asterisk at the end of that? Actually, no. no. Gordon did. Oh. we were talking about it the other day. Oh, that that's the asterisk. Kate was talking about GeForce Now, and which is basically you load your games into a virtual PC in the cloud. It's, it's on live, basically. Yeah, it's on live, which is pretty cool. I played Witcher Three on a Mac. You could never do that otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but. People were giving NVIDIA a bunch of crap over the price point, which is 25 bucks for 20 hours. And then I went to this demo. As it turns out, that's the intro price. That's for GTX 1060 level quality. If you want GTX 1080 level quality, it's 25 bucks for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> How much was Dude, it? I on it Live used to be 10 bucks a month for <laughs> unlimited play. Like I subscribed to online for a while because all I had was a MacBook Pro. Uh, and I played like the original Witcher uh, through OnLive for for two months or something. 
And uh, even that at the time, 10 bucks a month in like 2011 seemed like a lot of money to me to do that. <laughs> that, that amount of money for 10 hours is nuts. How much? And the it? really interesting part is that GeForce Now, you know how it was originally on the Shield? The yeah. Shield thing is completely separate from the PC and Mac one, even though they're both called GeForce Now. GeForce Now and the Shield is still the $9 a month subscription service. You can only pick from the GeForce store, whereas GeForce Now for PC and Macs is the one where you have a virtual PC and need to bring your own games and everything. That's so weird. Yeah. I just don't understand yeah. like what, what they're doing with that. I, I think it's a really cool service, but it, it's not at that price. Like That's absurd. How much do they charge if you want to play it at um, Titan X levels? Brand. I'm gonna say ten bucks for 1080, 25 bucks for 1060. I gotta figure like Titan X is like what, uh, like fifty cents a minute or something like that. <laughs> Going back yeah, to AOL, like, we're gonna get fucking GeForce Now. Oh, mark that whatever that time was. <laughs> we're gonna get GeForce Now like demo discs in the mail nice. for ten hours free, and you're gonna put it in. Oh great, now I get to play my GeForce Now for ten hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say it. Uh, it was a little disappointing. Nvidia, Nvidia's focus on PC was was very. Very um, disappointing, it seemed like. I mean, they, although they had 1050, that's a big announcement, but they didn't seem to care about that. And I mean, people really just wanted that 1080 Ti, and, like, I understand that, but I think, like, uh, I thought that wasn't going to happen there. Yeah. Um, I know Gordon thought it was going to happen there, so. <sighs> yeah. I, I And let's, we could probably segue on to the next, we can move the little mover thingy. Are oh, we on yeah. Ryzen? Yeah. Ooh. We're going to move on. Are we to, done with Ryzen? Yeah. I, I think we're done with Ryzen, although I was going to mention Intel's reaction, but I don't know if you guys want to know it. Yeah, I, do I, it. I, I talked with Intel. Yeah, let's do it. Just, we had performance. <clears throat> we talked performance, kind of what Intel's um, gearing up for, what they think. I'll, I will sum it up in... Uh, in, in Intel's, and this is this is a performance art here because they didn't actually say this, but I will. This is what they were trying to imp- imply to me about what they think about the challenge that will be from Ryzen. And this is this is in Intel's words. Yeah, that is basically. That, I what, saw someone from uh, Intel on Twitter talking about like, yeah, Ryzen sounds good and everything, but I mean, you can go buy a chip that overclocks the five gigahertz right now if you want, kind of a deal. With four cores, <laughs> they just seem to forget yeah. to mention that. But yeah, I mean, that basically Intel's uh, basically saying, yeah, whatever, big deal. They they are absolutely confident that they will have a response, and uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But this is what competition is good for, right? Well, I, I got to say, I uh, across uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube, I mean, we're we're getting a lot of different people saying, "Yeah, you know, it's boring," or "I'm not going to wait," or "Hey, I'm I'm excited to have it come out now because I want to upgrade." So it looks like uh, you know the audience is a little split uh, really? on the whole thing. So yeah. I think yeah, now we're I've, at the I've point. I've been waiting. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah, I Brad's mean, been waiting I mean, for I'm in the a same while. As Bodas Hayden, I have a 3570K. I'm like, I need to upgrade this to all new stuff, but. I decided that, you know, half a year ago or so, I'm like, yeah, what's the harm in waiting, seeing what AMD brings to the table this time? Yeah. My feeling is we're not going to have to wait too much longer. I think we're going to see yeah. it with this quarter, honestly. I think officially it's one half, first half of this year. I, no, I would first expect, quarter, first quarter. Yeah, first I would quarter, expect right? uh, uh, an event at GDC just like is last that, year. What, what month is GDC? Uh, that's beginning uh, or end of February, so beginning of March. That's a good event to launch uh, at, right? So, yeah, I, I, I feel like we're going to see another event there probably and then uh, a launch right after that. But they got to do it right because, I mean, really, if they go, if we get the GDC, 
and they 1080 Ti us, and they go like, oh, it's, it's coming later, right? It's, could they? Like, I, I mean, I ex- I expect the 1080 Ti to be coming at GDC also. Yes. Uh, to be to be completely honest, like that's where Nvidia has historically decided to unveil some new graphics card, and it's next month, and I would expect to see Nvidia there. Yeah, hey, Jensen, Hayden, you want to write that down on a piece of paper and eat <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, eat it next yeah, month. Even. <laughs> Jensen doesn't even. I have to. I could eat one right now. Where is? I I should eat one right now. I mean, I was I, wrong. That, that was where they did like the the. Well, the original Titan was that yeah, what they went, was they GDC went and he like conference. walked into the Epic room and was like, "Oh, let me unveil this new <laughs> graphics card." That Everybody wasn't was, even a launch. It was like it was like eight thirty in the morning, and all he did was like show us the graphics card and then walk out. He didn't give us any specs. He was just like, "Here it is." That's what they did this year with the new Titan X, the XP or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like a AI research conference and. You know, nobody has had from AI researchers is watching this. And they're like, oh, by the way, here's the new Titan XP, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's just that's got to be tough, because I think the thing is, Jensen just likes to just like drop it on people. Like, could you imagine like they have all these people like, oh, we're going to do it here. Then we'll do this launch and then we're going to do this. And Jensen's like, he just like, boom. Like, oh man! But we had all that set up, boss. I mean, yeah, like, he just likes to walk in with it like too. Bam! He carries it around in his pocket just to, just in case, yeah. you know, just in case he can yeah. bring it. Jensen's having a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> hey, you got a phone, right? Let's get on Facebook Live. Check it out. Ten ninety Ti. Bam! <laughs> Dude, that's we haven't even sold the other stuff yet, boss. You can't. What are you gonna do? I was like, man. All right, move. All right, we are going to move on to the next one, which is all right. Geek and PC trends. Move little thing. Is there a sound effect? I did it. Nope, not oh, yet. I did. You need it. like a gunshot or CES geek trends. So you know, uh, Brad and I, we spent a lot of time at CES, and we were actually sort of talking about this already because, I mean, there was just all kinds of stuff broke out at CES, and um, I actually I want to point out the first thing, or should I? Did somebody have a thought they want to finish up from the last thing that I don't know? Uh, nope, I, I, good to go. Go. No. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. I actually, the thing that I, the most significant thing, I couldn't believe this. Let's, let's stay on NVIDIA here. But they talk about, they, they talk, they just like dropped HDR, quantum dot, 4K, G-Sync, 144 hertz panel, right? Just like nothing. Uh, what? Before the, before the show... Before we started the show, people, I'm like, hey, man, I really want to talk about HDR monitors on the full nerd. And Gordon's like, and eh, do we have to? No, whatever. well, that's part, <laughs> of the, <laughs> thunder, oh, sorry, that's part of the trend. I mean, that's I had to do that. To, see, I'm like Jensen. Brad's like, yeah, I got this all set up. I've got a speech prepared and everything. Go, bam. I got notes. Oh, man. <laughs> there they Continue, you saw that thing. Come on. I, you saw it, too, though. I mean, it's awesome, it, right? Yeah, it's great. I saw it at NVIDIA's booth, and when they had HDR turned on, there was one. Did they? Did you see the picture where it's like the explosion scene? Did they have that at the ASUS booth? Um, uh, well, I'm showing it right here in uh, the B-roll. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was the same because I, I was there with Brad. Yeah, I think this is the same loop that they, uh, Gordon, that they were looks showing so us. professional there. Yes. I know. Look at I, him. Look, I'm even wearing a shirt with collars. Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw on, some though. footage of Brad earlier with collars on too. Yeah, man. That, that was you know, I buy weird. those specifically for CES. <laughs> <laughs> was it so? Like the you saw the Asus panel. Yeah. Yours is the Asus panel as well. I don't know. Who, yes, I think there's two yeah, makers, yeah. but totally hey, how much are these? Fifteen hundred dollars list. Whew. But you know what? Four K G Sync was a thousand bucks at intro. Yeah. So you're getting four K, hundred forty four hertz G Sync, quantum dot, and HDR. Anything Sorry, Brad, want. I did it again. This is just kind of anything you want. These laptops have. 
And, you know, I thought, you know, 4K on the PC, and, eh, you know, I'm kind of, I like, I prefer 1440p for most people. 3D vision, that's, that's dumb. Who cares? Yeah, that one, no You know, those TVs. But HDR, that blows your mind, man. It looks so great in life. Uh, the explosion scene I was talking about earlier is just, it's just a still image of, like, an explosion going off, like, in Mass Effect or something. And uh, it was, like, so orange and vivid that, like, my body, I instinctively went, like, ugh. You know, like I could almost feel heat even though I couldn't see it because really? it was just so bright. Yeah. Wow. It is. I mean, it's like a thousand nits. The panel's right over a thousand nits and yeah. it's zone yeah. lit. I think there's like 268 zones. It's not just, you know, crappy side lighting that we usually 384. Yeah. 300. Brad's got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I was blown away by it too. Like it, it made it made all the images and the scene kind of have a depth to them, even though it's not 3D or anything, you know, like it definitely had separation. Like in one in one scene, kind of the explosion scene Brad was talking about uh, because it had uh, to crank up the brightness, like you were just losing a lot of stuff in the background. But in H- HDR, you can kind of see like all the small details that were getting washed out like it was guys it i've was been impressive. living this way for like nine months now <laughs> what, you have a TV, yeah. TV? My, yeah my tv's got hdr it's very uh, nice well, what content what, what content you got on the tv nothing though? yeah there's um, <laughs> if you if you want to watch some like some sweet demo videos you can do that <laughs> but i mean i feel the same way about like monitors having hdr like it'll be real cool once people yeah. have programmed in capability for that but I was I was actually talking to uh, his name's Fabrice. He's the producer on Mass Effect Andromeda because mm-hmm. he was there showing that around and everything. You know, LG announced the HDR monitor. Dell announced the HDR monitor. AMD did FreeSync too. There are all kinds of HDR PC dis- display things at CES, which before it didn't exist. That's why I'm jazzed about it. But uh, Fabrice from uh, Mass Effect Andromeda from Bioware, I asked him. I'm like, hey man, so I mean, how easy was it to put HDR into this because they're going to have it from day one? And he said it's actually really incredibly easy because the frostbite engine already has that built in and you know so does uh unity so does unreal everybody on the yeah. console side's already looking at this yeah so i definitely does, expect like, games to have it way before we get like a ton of movies that have hdr built into them of course um, yep. so yeah it'll it'll be cool uh i expect like next year we'll see we'll have like a good set of hdr content in there you don't think it'll um, be all i mean it's just but they're not gonna like retro actively go add that back into old games which is kind of a shame oh uh, really yeah hmm. no it's because you, it's, so? you cause nobody's gonna update their engine like you can't you can't go back and update the engine of whatever you build that game in so i thought it's already rendered at 10 bit or whatever and they just simply it's just all dithered tone down maps. To 8-bit and yeah tone map right well so. and the the demo they were showing uh at cs was in uh unreal 4 so, you know, sweet. Maybe, I, maybe it is easy. You know, the amazing thing to me is it made the, so they, when I, I don't know what the monitor that was next to it, but I, you know, they had a 4K um, IGZO or IPS panel next to it. And then, of course, you had the HDR one. And man, it made that IPS IGZO panel look like <laughs> a I kept asking, panel. Are you guys pulling some CES shenanigans here? Is that thing at like 10% brightness or something? What's the, what uh, the what's the hardware delay on those, on those new monitors? Do you know? I don't think they said. They didn't say, but. Yeah, I mean, you could tell if you, if you look at the B roll, you know, like it was it, it was behind it just a just a, a hint. Nvidia's uh, yeah. uh, Nvidia's press release, they didn't get into exact numbers, but they spent like half of it crapping on the twenty four milliseconds the <laughs> HDR TVs have and say this is much closer to what you expect. What this is what you'd expect from PC gaming. Yeah, no, that, I mean that's the problem. Is like our, I love our TV. We got a Vizio. Uh, and it's like a it's a very nice TV, 4K and HDR, but 
man, if you put that on anything except for the game mode, the the display lag is so oh. bad. And then even the game mode is like not great. Like I've used the PC uh, on the game mode. Uh, so like I could play like a console game on there, no problem. But like if you run a PC through there and you you notice like the small mouse movements that you're making, uh, the the display lag is still like very noticeable. Wow! Uh, and that disables like the game mode disables everything. That that turns off HDR, turns off like all the the calibrated uh, lighting and stuff like that. It even turns off HDR. Right? Wow! Yeah. Let me segue that real quick then. Perfect segue. AMD go. also announced FreeSync 2, right? Which is made for HDR monitors. But the whole idea with this is that it like is plug and play supercharged for HDR monitors. So if a game supports FreeSync 2 application, you plug your monitor into it, right? FreeSync 2 monitor. What it'll do is currently HDR games, like the game will map it down inside the game engine and then they'll retone map it to fit your monitor. So you're doing two mapping passes, which adds latency, obviously. So uh, one of the big draws of FreeSync 2 is that the monitor directly tells the game, hey, this is what I have. So it just spits it out at the right, you know, whatever. And so it reduces latency by a bunch. Sweet. So they're they're uh, looking to kill that very problem, at least with that technology. And the, I, and it is I, the, although they they still have not said whether FreeSync two will be as free as as FreeSync, right? Because that was free. Yes, uh, it's going to involve more certification. They haven't decided what they're doing on the money front. There, they're hoping to open up all the technology like they do before, but it still might involve certification fees and whatnot. Yeah, they haven't decided. I, you know, I actually think this is a year that NVIDIA supports um, base FreeSync. If FreeSync 2 comes out as a, as a value add, you know, upsell, I think NVIDIA might just go, let's just support FreeSync at this point. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? And why not do it? Just at least, if you've already got the panel, we might as well get some something out of it, not as good as G-Sync, you know, they're, they're going to say. But <laughs> as we know, oh, so, what, you know, other PC trends I want to talk about out of CES... Um, this is really kind of down in the down in the weeds, but I, I love motherboard still. So there's a couple things that I saw. Uh, everybody has got USB 3.1 hitters now, and I didn't realize the uh, USB IF had they had finalized the specs. So right now on your motherboard, you know we all have the older USB. You know it's like a coarser, like eight pins, and then you have the USB 3.1 which is up to five gigs or USB three. That's three Oh three Oh, which is up to five gigs. And it's on that sort of like more dense. So now they actually have a front panel USB three, one type C connector. So, and I saw it on gigabyte. I saw it on Asus. I think it was probably everybody's got them on their new Z two seventy motherboards. What's it look like? It, it looks it's like a three, one header is, is kind of a, uh, a pain. Yeah. Uh, I've had, I've had some of those oh, come in that. bent. Uh, which is not, oh. which is always a, a bad sign in a motherboard. I ripped, uh, I ripped them off on a motherboard by because <laughs> what I and it's not really the pins that I have a problem with. I have a problem with the connector that they use. Yep, like that, the plug in the cases that you plug into the USB three O header is just like, could you make it any bigger? It's like the thing you fill your car with gas. You know, like the gas nozzle. It's like, <laughs> right? Yep. It's like you put that thing in there. You can't put your video cards in. You can't work around it. Those things suck. I have the thing is, I saw the pl- the the port. I didn't actually see anything plugged into them. So I should, actually, I have a system here. I should look. Let me see if it has one. But I think it's it's definitely it's really tiny, uh-huh. very dense. Like yeah, because that three O header is a is a huge pain. Uh, like uh, I think thick. twice now I've had pins come in bent on one of those. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that thing is just monstrous. Like yeah. it feels like uh, the the only thing that it's comparable to is when you plug your your motherboard power in. Yeah, and it's that huge block. Like that's the only other thing that you have to plug <laughs> in that's almost as big as the or that, yeah. that's nearly as big as that USB three O. 
Yeah, header. that's that. The main power connector, I think, is the official name of it. But isn't it? It's like when you fill your car with gasoline. It's like, yep. <laughs> to make you, uh, anyway, actually, two other things for motherboards. Uh, one is <clears throat> uh, actually pretty significant for people who are in LEDs. I don't know if you guys swing LED or not, but I'm an LED person. But nothing ever matches up in color. So, uh, are you going to talk about that LED RAM? No, no. <laughs> even, you know what? Better. So the problem with the LED RAM is you get the LED RAM, like your RAM is blue, your case lights are orange, and then everything else is green, right? Well, and then no, because it, it looks you, like you match them up. Like my case is RGB also. So here's the thing. So the new sync ready features being into built in as some other boards. Um, I actually don't even have all the specs and I really need to gather it up. But from talking to case vendors and motherboard guys, they, they got and gals. Uh, so it's called sync ready. And what it is, is uh, like everybody sort of agreed to a common standard to. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. So you can say like, hey, I want my RAM to all, you know, you can just control your RAM color and your case lights and everything. So let's talk about the fact that that all of these different case manufacturers can come together and agree on a standard. But when I talk to Mm -hmm. Logitech, Razer, uh, Corsair. Hey, why don't you guys have a standard for your, your your peripherals so that nobody needs to worry about? Oh, I bought a Razer mouse, but a Logitech keyboard, and now I have to set them differently, and they don't work together. Uh, they were like, "Ah, we can't do it. There's, it's it's yeah. impossible. So we can't set a standard." <laughs> I'm, I haven't quite gotten to the bottom of it yet, but as I understand it, the way Sync Radio will work if you do have a Razer keyboard and you have a Corsair RGP lighting, and then you've got a Logitech mouse. You should be able to, if they support Sync or it's Sync Ready, right? I got that right. Sync Ready. They should all talk to the same thing and tell them at least set this color down the it's road. Magic. It's supposed to. <laughs> oh my god! They told me it couldn't be done. <laughs> well, yeah. So honestly, I think the thing is, this is something that Microsoft needs to address. And it, since it's primarily yeah. a gaming thing, this is something that needs built built into DirectX, where the game. You know, sets, you know, the game has access to the colors, so you could set, you know, whatever the colors are. Yeah, this has frustrated me for like two years now because uh, as somebody who who reviews a bunch of hardware and has like tons of hardware coming through all the time, none of it works together and none of it even supports the same games because like, you know, so like Overwatch, for instance, uh, is a good example. They support Chroma, so they support Razer's lighting. Uh, so when you play Overwatch, when you choose a hero, all the Razer stuff will like do all sorts of crazy lighting effects and stuff. Uh, and it's really, really cool, but only if you have all of your stuff running Razer gear. Otherwise, it's just like your mouse pad starts going crazy, <laughs> and everything else stays the same. And you're you like, have to well, have that RGB lit mouse pad. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like it's frustrating to me because you know when Logitech and Razer pitched these LED peripherals, these RGB peripherals, uh, their whole thing was like, it'll be real cool. We'll tie it into games. And you'll be able to do all these cool effects, and they are really cool effects. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen GTA Five with they they have Logitech tie-in. Oh, uh, and so when you're when the cops are coming after you in GTA Five, and you have a Logitech keyboard, it starts flashing blue and red. <laughs> That's cool. And so it's a really cool integration. Uh, but like, because it's all like piecemeal. Yeah. Because it's all piecemeal. It's like every game works with a different set of hardware. Yes. Uh, and like, that's not how it should work. They're all peripherals. They all have the same exact capabilities built into them. Well, so it doesn't, I mean, all this does is it lets them, if they're, if they support sync ready, it lets them set the case color or the lights. Mm -hmm. This isn't actually uniform, uniform API 
So the game can just say, look, set your this to that color. It doesn't. Yeah. And, not and that's yet. what they need to do. And like they, we need yeah. a unified system platform for this so that we can go like, okay, cool. This is all just done in the engine. Right. It's got to be a neutral ground, which means either DirectX or an open, you know, standard that everybody's. Yeah. We're not there yet for the, the, that part. But we're getting the, closer. We we're are like getting one closer. step closer. All right. Here's my last, here's the last trend I want to talk about, which is, and this is big news if you use Asus motherboards, and I, I think I talked about it the other day, but um, <clears throat> if you use Asus motherboards and you try to plug in the power connectors, you know, power reset and all that stuff for your front case lights, the hard drive light. Of course, as we know, Asus does not follow any standard. They, they go their own way. This year, with the Z270 boards, uniform Intel front panel connector standard. So the same. If So this, well, the good news here is <clears throat> we will... Probably within a year or so, the cases will just come with a single block. Oh, None of this, God. like, which one's power, which one's reset, you'll just go. No, it's even worse work. than that because it's always, it's power plus minus, and then yep. you have to figure out which way they oriented it on the board, well, and then go like, okay, well, uh, okay, that's the positive lead, I guess, and then you plug it in. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that were like, uh, hey, I'm building my, my first PC, and my PC won't turn on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay... The first thing you're going to want to do is that last little, like those eight little things that you plugged in, For unplug them and flip one of them and see which one, <laughs> which one you flipped and then try it that way. And like inevitably, that's yes. almost always the problem. Like 70% of the time, the reason your PC won't turn on is one of those stupid connectors got flipped. That and you didn't plug the ATX 12V power connector. Yep. That's the other common mistake. But. So yeah, I don't know. I would love for that to just be a an eight pin block or whatever it's gonna be and i, I think <sighs> we, we are honestly gonna be there you know there's still a lot, a lot of legacy stuff out there so they got to worry about that um but i gotta figure within 24 months we'll just single block thank god it sounds, it sounds between that and sync ready it sounds like this is a year that you know hardware vendors are getting their stuff together and i love <laughs> yeah. it yeah <laughs> all right so I, uh, I wait i know brad already stole his hdr thing but what are the other uh, the Wait, wait, Brad's going to tell uh, us about this new thing, a new monitor technology. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, so the other really cool thing that I've, it's, it's been being teased for the past, you know, year or so, but they only started releasing like right before the holidays that I got a chance to try two of them actually were VR backpacks, which I've always been a huge skeptic of. Skeptic of. They look super dorky. They look they super dorky. They are dumb. very dorky. No, they're <laughs> yeah. not. The MSI one's nice. But I tell you, it was nice wearing them, actually. I tried Zotac and MSIs, and they're both super nice, actually, because, like, I have a vibe set up here at home. And, you know, when you're pretending to be a Jedi or whatever, you're, you know, tripping over the wires all the time. Right. But I was going full John Woo with these things on purpose, you know, because these backpack PCs, they're basically a PC you wear on your back, so you're wearing the Vive, but all the cords are right there rather than you tripping over them. So I was literally, you know, picking them up, doing spinning circles, shooting aliens, trying to go full on a Hong Kong action movie, and it felt great i mean i still think it's kind of a step technology where eventually better wireless things are going to come out and these are going to go away but it actually i was surprisingly pleased with them it'll be great until you fall and land on your back and your pc just shatters into a million pieces and (laughs) you're like oh no you just hayden you know it's like if you start to fall you roll your body out of the way (laughs) so you fall on your like head instead do I Can't fall on my, my PC? $1,500 backpack PC or my $900 VR headset? Yeah, or or just break my arm, which is like a $3,000. The arm will heal and you have insurance, so no one's yeah. going to pay for a new headset or new 
backpack PC for you. So I'd uh, say the arms got to go. Are those running 1060s now, Brad? What, what's inside those? Uh, I don't have the specs offhand. Yeah, I was At just curious that. what the fidelity was like on on one of those things because like we tried on Alienware's at uh, E3 or PAX. I can't remember, oh, but we didn't Alienware, actually play yeah. with it because it was it was just a demo. It was fine. Unit. It looked just like running a Vive. You know, that yeah. Vive in the house. Ten sixty is not bad for yeah. Ten sixty. I mean, that's their baseline. That's the nine seventy basically. Um, mm-hmm. And although- one thing I found really cool was that, you know, you expect it to be heavy because it's like 10 pounds heavy and hot or whatever, but they actually design it. So like it takes in air on the top, pushes cool air on your back and the hot air out the side. So it actually like cools you down. Sweet. And uh, it actually, for me at least, the weight of the Vive headset itself, because it's so bulky in the front, was actually more noticeable to me than the actual backpack itself. Like the backpack melted away while I was playing, but the Vive headset did. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, so, uh, like, I used to not notice the Vive headset very much, uh, and and still don't for most cases, like Arizona Sunshine or whatever. Uh, but Google Earth VR, uh, there's a lot of like looking down because you're looking down <laughs> at the ground, and oh man, my face gets sore messing around with that because like, because you have to like tighten it up really tight to make sure that it doesn't just like slip down your face every second that you look down. Uh, and so I've been actually having like for the first time since launch, I've been having a real hard time, uh, and, and missing the like very balanced feel of the, the rift in comparison. So now the, the MSI one, you saw the MSI and the Zotac one. Is that it? Yes. They're actually shipping theirs too, right? They're actually on sale. I don't think anybody Both else Both of those started shipping right before the holidays, basically. Right. Like the end of November, beginning of December. Uh, I believe they start around 1500 bucks, so they're not cheap, but they are a standalone PC. You can take the straps off and use it as a PC when you're not using it for that. Hmm. So, How do they deal with, uh, with you not having a, a display to set up with? Um... I just tried the experiences, yeah. So I didn't actually get into the setup. I was just curious because I know, like, uh, like when Oculus has reviewed the Rift last year, they sent us just a PC with no display, and I was very, I was like, why would I? <laughs> why would, <laughs> like, you have, you still have to install stuff. Uh, hmm. So yeah, I was just curious how they handle that because there's still like stuff that I would want to do not in a display to manage my my library and stuff. I would think that they they. Um they would expect that you have a panel, you know, cause I mean, you yeah. know, people are going to buy these or, or PC gamers. Yeah. Enthusiasts. They've got a lot of hardware. Well, I, yeah. I didn't know if they did that or if they just, uh, cause you know, there are a bunch of virtual desktop programs for VR. Now I didn't know if they like pre-installed one of those so that you could reach the desktop at least to like up, upgrade drivers and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, without having to like necessarily plug a display in, you know, I that see- would have been a damn fine question to ask, but I didn't ask it. I, I gotta say though, that's, that's ask- why I'm a VR consultant, Brad. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's going to AVM. <laughs> no, don't hold it like that. Hold it like this. <laughs> that's what she said. So, so the one thing I, I know that, uh, I think that might be a good use for wireless a wireless monitor because I mean if you're just doing mm-hmm. the setup you don't really care about the latency so mm-hmm. there's plenty of those little HDMI although I guess you need power for the thing but yeah but like you normally have power because like the Vive you still need to plug in those base stations so mm-hmm. well that uh, plugs in the backpack though I mean the base, no, the base, stations. No, the base, base stations, stations need are, to plug into the wall so. right but I mean the actual Vive hardware is plugged yeah into no that's what, but that's what I mean so if you had just a, a monitor you can plug that monitor in somewhere in your room right and still have it be wireless yeah so what I would think would be cool so you just have your monitor somewhere and then you have your HDMI wireless mm-hmm. and you plug that into I kind of wonder if the backpack has two HDMI outputs I don't even look at it that closely, but it must have, have two HDMI. 
I have pictures, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I didn't have the B-roll available to queue up, but yeah. Do those new, uh, do the 1060, 1070, 1080 have dual HDMI ports yet? Or are those still single HDMI? No. Oh, actually, right. actually, the uh, we just got new 1080s for uh, our edit builds, and yeah, they have two HDMIs. Now they do. So, yeah. You guys did not Thank buy, God. they were not reference cards. No, not, not reference cards. Because, no. man, I've been waiting for that. Who makes the video cards you guys bought? Yeah, I think Asus. Yeah. Okay, oh, no, yeah. the, who's ROG? Uh, yeah, yeah, Asus. They bought some Asus raw cards. Yeah, because we, man, I still, uh, so I'm running that 980 Ti, uh, and I still have to play, like, cable yeah, jockey in the back. One, um, one cool th- thing that I saw at uh, CES, actually, is a bunch of the new higher-end cases, they're all coming with it in the front now, so it's a lot easier. Yeah, that's nice, too. Yeah, I think I saw at least four, and then uh, they all have USB-C in front, too. So that's the other that's the other PC-CES trend that we saw. Was there anything non-PC? Man, that RGB oh. RAM. <laughs> Let me tell you. the thing that gets you? <laughs> I, like, I thought it was so dumb when I saw it, and then I was like, yeah, but it, it. looks so nice it inside this case. Nice. Like, I have this nice RGB case. I could just slot some RGB RAM in there. But I don't know. I've got that, that huge Noctua cooler so it would also just cover up my ram i would never see it yeah you gotta It'd be like it. a rave right <laughs> yeah right, be, right behind it <laughs> you got that's why you need your seal cell you gotta change your machine just so you can put that ram yeah in. just so i can put my rgb ram right because yeah you've got my, like three hundred dollar rgb ram you have an x99 so you have uh, yeah you have four sets on either side okay hmm. was there anything else out of ces any other trends anybody I mean, we just the to... crazy curved laptops, but that's the next that's topic. The next so. Well, I, I loved, uh, personally, I, I wish I could have seen it, this Project Snowblind with the... Uh, oh, I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, the, the screen on the oh, side. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the one with the screen. Yeah, but this is the... But here's the thing, right? Because we all saw this in June. Everybody's like, man, that's awesome. You ain't never going to sell this crap. But they're like, yeah, we're going to sell this crap <laughs> in February. And it's only going to add to the cost of the machine. $250. That to me is like, wow. And that's including the case. So if you sort of like, now this does not mean you get the case. For so, so they're not selling the case standalone. You got to buy an iBuy power system. Nope, I'm done. But, I'm out. But, yeah, I <laughs> so, know. But, so we haven't actually talked about what is Project Snowblend first. So oh, well, he showed the B-roll. So, the B-roll. Oh, yeah. oh, so okay. it basically for people who are listening and cannot watch the B-roll, it's, it is a case window that uses a transparent display. You've seen this on uh, digital signage and the like. So iBuy Power has integrated this into a an NZXT case that they're using for an iBuy Power build, and it looks awesome. So the inside of the thing is all white, and then you see um, you can show videos and you can show rain meter little widgets on the side of your case window, and they move. Yeah, and what, and what was the uh, re- the resolution on it? Didn't you it's, say it was uh, 1080, 1080-1024, 19-inch oh, okay. panel. Uh, it is powered. It's not. It requires you to power it off of an, uh, like a PCIe slot. And then you do a loop back into your video card from it. And, you know, you basically right now you just drag videos on your. Yeah, I was going to say, does Windows just recognize that it's a 19 inch display that you're dragging yeah. stuff onto? Yeah, I mean, I could ah. play Doom on there if I wanted to. Right. But <laughs> it would be great. But it's coming. It's coming. Right. I should have done it just so we could say we played Doom on it. So so that's the thing. Even if they're not selling it separately, you got to you got to expect somebody else is making one to sell separately. Right. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, so I bet power. You know, they're going to be the first one. If they really do this, they're saying February they're going to ship it. It'll be in systems. It's only going to be, the total cost added to a, the entire box is honestly about 150 bucks because they're, they're including the total case. So the, whatever the cost is, so it's, it's like 150 add to an iBuy Power machine if you buy from them. I talked to a bunch of other case and other PC vendors, and they sounded so jealous. And then, of yeah. course, everybody, well, because they're all like, one was like, 
yeah, they're not going to be able to sell for $500. And then I told him, yeah, it'll be 250 He's like, man, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked to like some other case vendors, and they're like, we, we have that, too. They said, we just not showing it to anybody? Well, we got that, too. We tried it. We just decided <laughs> not to sell it. It's like, well, if you got it, come on. You know, that's an awesome. Yeah, I would buy that. I would totally. I, I'd just want Just as like a dumb thing to I'd have. I'd be all over that. Now picture that, right? Now picture that with your light up ram going different colors, yep. got your knock to a fan going, and you got an yes. image of people raving on the, <laughs> the stream in the front. Yeah, you know what I buy power I buy power is gonna do is they're gonna open it up to the community to have them make videos. Will, so they're gonna show them on there. Mm-hmm. So they'll include like when you get a system it'll have these ten videos. You know the smoke look awesome it looks awesome because it looks like there's just smoke going on the inside of your case or whatever. That's, that's not awesome. That sounds terrifying. Yes. yes. Smoke. Wanna, is that smoke? Is that real? smoke in my <laughs> No, that's the effect. No, it's really on fire. I'm just, just going to put like pictures of Nicolas Cage on there, and they'll cycle through pictures of Nicolas Cage all day. I think it's the best way to watch the full herd. You, know, yes. you just drag it over show there. It the and, yeah. oh, that would be pretty cool. We, we'll, we should get one just so we can do that. We should. Show we should. episodes yeah. of the full nerd on that. <laughs> you know, so they, it works best. So it is color. Originally showed off, it was only black and white, mm-hmm. and it is color now. Of course, you know, it's not that intense because it's, it's trans. You can see through it's transparent. But when you open the door up, man, it is like so bright. It's like looking into the sun because they have to pump all this light into it to backlight it. But you'd open it up and it'd be like, it was just blinding light. It was like, <laughs> like the sun was in there. Good. My electrical bill can go up even more. <laughs> well, they are LED based. I, w- I wonder what the, I wonder. Yeah. Those are only like probably 20 or 30, 30 watt. Out, yeah. Right? I'm sure it's not too much because they're running it off of PCIe slots. So yeah. It's, it's not, not a lot of power, but it's, it's a really cool effect. I really hope they can do it because. Man, that's it's really cool, and of course, I'm hoping all these other case vendors are like, "Oh, we got that." I I will say <laughs> as we segue it. into the next topic, I like that a lot more than curved laptop screens. All right, so uh, here we go. Hayden just shifted us over. Hopefully, we're going to close that one out. We're going to do a chong. Did we move? We are onto exotic laptops, specifically two of them. Right? Who wants to talk about it first? I think maybe Brad. He saw. Or did you, you saw? Did you see that? I saw neither of these. In oh, you saw neither of them. So, but I'm sorry. I mean, I could talk about the I Razer saw, one. I saw one in person. I'm giving Brad his chance because I stole his HDR. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's talk about curved laptops first because Acer that, Predator 21X. I, well, and I think they're not the only ones, right? There are other ones with curved laptop screens. They're just the one that was like ten thousand dollars. But yes, Acer did it the right was way. Was there other ones? I think they're the only ones. Are they the only ones with a curved laptop screen? I thought I saw like a round up of curved laptop screens maybe i missed no maybe i misread yeah it's the only one i saw uh, yeah. it's dumb like wow, I, curved laptop screen oh. is stupid curve uh, let, let's be honest curved screens in general are already dumb oh you're curved so laptop wrong. Screen. i like on desktops man i like them stupid so i had that oh. acer curved screen so we can disagree here but i i did it. i ran everybody through the curved Wide aspect ratio and then a flat wide aspect ratio. If you're going to do wide aspect ratio, you got to do curve. Well, but the problem but is like the wide panel. aspect ratio is dumb. I'm not, okay, so that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, but if different. you're going to go there, you, if you want wide aspect ratio, you don't want a flat one. You got to no, have, absolutely. But yes. I think that that ultra wide aspect ratios are also dumb. <laughs> it looks cool though. It, it looks really cool, but it just doesn't work as well as people think it works. I like. I sort of agree. What I'd rather have is just a bigger monitor. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I would take like I would inch. take like a very nice 30 inch over like a very wide 22 inch tall or, you know, like 12 inch tall yes. screen. But I so I do disagree. I think curved panels are great if you have a uh, 
uh, wide aspect ratio. Yeah, and that thing is not an ultra wide aspect ratio. That thing is like a tiny little laptop. You except mean, by tiny, I mean it's like like fifteen pounds. Yeah, especially compared to uh, Melissa, who I went and saw. See, with. there goes right there. I mean, that thing was huge. It's ridiculous. I wish I it's saw dumb. it. What are you talking about? I would cry. I mean, look at that. That is like you know what? <clears throat> if you're building an over the top laptop. You, that's the way to go over the top. No, right? the worst thing, and and is the gap. And I'm I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to disparage their design team, but all the like dumb alien versus predator like vent things that they put <laughs> on the side of all their laptops. Hayden, that's just the styling now. Yeah, no, that's not the styling now. That's the whole problem. That was the styling like ten years ago. The styling now is okay. like MSI and <clears throat> Razer with their ultra thin like, hey, it's a MacBook, uh, but also there's a gaming know. chip inside. No, if you look the at the thing M- is what they put inside of this thing, they need vents like that man they absolutely have like an overclockable core i7 yeah. dual <laughs> 1080s or whatever yeah absolutely but it still is ridiculous like it just <laughs> looks like a, a relic from 2004 that you're like oh check out my gaming laptop <laughs> See, i i disagree yeah, with you i, no, I, I think i'm with hayden I'm with no hayden. way yeah. look at that that is like that that is like so badass that is so like because look first of all it is nine thousand dollars yeah. predator 21x curve panel too much. SLI 1080s, mechanical keyboard, Toby Eye Tracker, you know, quad did, core cable. Did you add I mean, up this what this would everything. cost in a desktop? Because because I'm I was curious. I didn't do the math myself, but it's definitely not nine thousand dollars. No, no, of course, like, no, of course not. Maybe three thousand. No, but you also have, well look. I you know what? Look, I love I love desktops. I'm a I'm a desktop person. I have a tattoo that says desktops forever. <laughs> But he does. Let's don't let's, let's don't ask him where. Let's not get into the like desktop versus laptop thing for cost, and then not include price of monitor, speakers, keyboard, trackpad. Sure, I could add all of those. It would still be like four thousand dollars tops. Yeah, it's not nine thousand. That thing's yeah. that thing's like a hundred and twenty hertz G Sync panel. Too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's like for I, I bet you could build it for like four thousand dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> see, that, I bet. see, look, like, dude, did you just come in off the internet? <laughs> Because <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I want you. Just, I could build that in no, a desktop I, for five dollars. No, you can't. No, my problem is just uh, I, like I respect them for for doing like a really crazy. Like I respect them for the same reason I respect what we're going to talk about later. Razer's three panel ridiculous laptop. It's it's cool to me that somebody did it. Right. But it's ugly. It's impractical. And it's ridiculously expensive. And well, I just can't, like, the three that, that combined. Like the, you just named three reasons why they they will sell this thing. They're going to, like, it's impractical. It's hell of expensive. And, and believe me, like, I you, I mean, I, I said the exact same thing about Razer's laptop, which, I mean, we can, well, should, we, should we jump into no, it and we can we, talk about we both to, these? We'll, we'll, fit, well, okay, yeah, we'll, okay. So, well, well, no, 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 hold on. No, I, I, I do want to show, uh, real quick, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, on the back, it did have this little label that said, warning, hot surface, yes, do not touch. They had on the last uh, laptop. Just to, yeah, just to show how cool it was, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think, but that's over, that's, okay, listen, do you have video of the next one? Uh, I do, yeah, but We're first, gonna... you know, these side panels, I, I'm, I'm with Hayden, these, this is too much, this is like, like Lamborghini Countach, you know, of, of the, of <laughs> oh, the 80s. Oh, but Adam, yeah. Adam and Hayden, when you roll up in your Lamborghini, do you think people were like, man, what, this thing is so over the top, man. I hope like, so. I'm embarrassed that you would drive up in your Lamborghini. What, what, no, what's up with that? Man, I am a huge fan. My Honda Civic. <laughs> I could do that. You don't know. No, I am a huge fan of of crazy gaming laptops. I just think this one in particular 
is yeah. ugly, and yeah. I think it could look a lot better. Well, and and especially they had uh, they had the the extra. Let me let me bring it up real quick. They had the extra room at the top uh, between where the keyboard is. Uh, and yeah, the, and the screen and that, and that weird triangle that comes yeah, well, down there. Well, for the, no the, the triangle was a window. The, the chips go. Yeah, they the, have two GTX 1080s in there somewhere, it, man. Yeah, so the, well, behind it, it's sort of similar yeah. to the MS, MSI GTA. So yeah, the, that's the, the panel you can keyboard. the mechanical or the I'm sorry, the panel you can pop up and you know and actually replace the the RAM and stuff. Uh, but they were like, oh, you know, and we're we're gonna sell like etched uh, designs that you can replace on you know on the top. And I was like, oh god, yeah, no, it's I don't know. It, I'm just like not a fan of that style of design whether it's like peripherals or or laptops or whatever like i think the whole like edgy gamer style from from <laughs> 10 years ago Does was a horrible embarrassing disaster Look, and like i'm very glad to be done with that it always, it always makes me think of the bad guys from chronicles of riddick you know, the necromorphs <laughs> or whatever yeah. <laughs> as i said That's it reminds me of like alien it just like looks like all the all of the geiger stuff in alien just like weird vents and like ripples everywhere and it's all black and edgy i'm like eh, okay yeah i what i love about the pc is is a big tent and you know what somebody somewhere thinks that's cool and somebody somewhere thinks you know macbook pro is cool like i think it's boring as hell frankly but you know somebody somewhere thinks that's just beautiful elegance right to me it's like just boring right but because it's been done but like somebody somewhere there it's just like it's just like cases right some people like your fractal designs and some people like the old thermal take cases those old thermal take cases look like he stole them from uh, from uh, what the hell is that? Transformers to me, like, like, like this is like from the set of Transformers. How do they not sue you, right? But those maybe you know what I'm talking about those yeah. thermal take cases from like five years ago. They're just kind of strange looking. But you know what? Somebody somewhere liked it. That's what I big tent. I mean, you no, like RGB RAM? Yeah, but like <laughs> RGB, I, like at least when I talk about RGB RAM, I admit that it's ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, let's let's talk about yeah. Razer's thing well, because I want I mean, to talk, talk about how ugly theirs ridiculous. is too. Now this is really ridiculous. Over the top. All right, let, let, let me bring it up. So this is a uh, this is Ariana, right, or is this Valerie? I can't remember. Valerie. Valerie. Project Valerie. Yeah. So they they had two different projects this year. So right. So for people on listening to the audio podcast, you were basically showing Razer's three screen laptop. It has three. I think uh, I believe it's uh, 19 inch. No, 17 inch. Three 17 inch. 17 inch 4K, 4K displays. Panels. It's it's the same as the the Blade Pro, except three right. of those. Three of them. <laughs> so it's a modified Blade Pro chassis, but they put three panels that, um, in the final design, if it gets made, will actually open up on their own. They slide out and then they they articulate and then they just kind of close the bezel up. Yeah, they call them Let's robot clear, arms, that but will they're never like never actually be made. <laughs> You really think it'll never be made? See, I oh, I hope so. I think oh, it man. will be made, and I think they're just gonna like it'll be. Look, you think you think Acer thinks they're gonna sell you know a million of these <laughs> Proto X's? No, but no. they'll probably sell like you know four hundred worldwide, and that will be it. But that you know what. It's worth it. So it's just over the top. If, if right? we're going back to car, car analogies, you know, the the other one was a you know a Countach or a, you know something that you're just rolling up with. This is like a DeLorean. You know what I mean? The 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 doors pop up. You got the <laughs> well, the stainless steel. You know, this is like weird, like just left field. So that's the thing is, I love uh, the way that this thing looks when it's folded out. is very impressive. Uh, and and as I understand it, the CES prototype. Uh, only was that way because it didn't actually work. They, yeah. The arms did not actually fold in and out at all. Right. Uh, so 
that's fine. It looks like a cool like three monitor laptop, and and it's dumb. And like you know that that chip that's in there is not even going to power your four K screen. Like one four K screen at, at, at a, a great frame rest. rate, let alone three of them <clears throat> in a row. Um, but, the demos were done at 1080p, uh, and we also like. There's all sorts of problems with it, like battery life. I talked. To, I asked them straight up when we had our interview. Sure. Hey, what's the battery life like on this? Because the Blade Pro is already not great, and you put in the largest battery that we can bring on a plane. So, what's the battery life like on this? <laughs> they were like, yeah, we don't have those numbers yet, <laughs> which is a code for like it's probably it's like 30, 30 minutes. It's a thirty well, minute battery life. And I mean, gaming laptops. Nobody really plays games on them when they're sure, absolutely. Right. But but. I you know I mean same for the the, the Predator Twenty One X they were like oh you know you can unplug it but why would you <laughs> right no yeah. you would gaming laptops it's just so you can move it from move it from room to room sure but like I use mine on a plane for instance and and <laughs> can you imagine being that asshole on a plane yeah and plops uh, one of these down I would like, yeah take the, take the middle seat and then just like pop that thing up <laughs> actually or you could be the savior you know you're like hey I've I've got a movie over here yeah I can put three it? movies yeah. I can put one movie on each screen. <laughs> and we can all watch on a very big screen. Well, it'd be Hayden because it'd be like, uh, sir, we don't want to watch your avian consulting stuff. Yet. <laughs> trying, to eat, trying to eat here. Trying to get that off my, off my tray. Well, and that's, so they also said uh, right now, and I didn't know that the CES prototype was not actually going to work or I probably wouldn't well, have asked this question. It did but, work, but it didn't work. So the actual screen opening part uh, did not work. So they showed two things. Yeah, they that's the, the part that I mean. Yeah, the, the actual, and the thing is when I, I was like, I did a talk. I did a video on it. The first time I said, like, oh, and the screens you open up on your own. It's like, no, it's going to open up on its own. I was like, really? Okay, well, you know. They actually showed me where the motors would go that would open Yeah, up. so I asked them, uh, hey, is there, like, a safety mechanism on this? So if I put in a narrow hallway and tell it to open up this oh. thing... It doesn't just like open into the wall and both the screens break and that's the end of your laptop. And they're like, oh, we hadn't thought about that. We should. <laughs> that's very good advice. Well, uh, and you can't have this with kids. Yeah, right, you know, running around or like a, that, like or a the, dog. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever that screen's attached to is not going to be enough to take like a little bit of an impact. No, There's no way. But no. what I so what I started to say though is it looks great opened up. Like it looks like a dumb, amazing thing. I bet it costs like eight thousand dollars. Whatever. Sure, Gordon looks uh, impressed in the video. But then, <laughs> come on, you, when you play on it, it's pretty neat. If you see it what it looks like closed. It looks ridiculous because it's, it's like a thick. Blade Pro, except then you stacked another Blade Pro on top of it. I'm more like two like a, Blade Pros on top. Big brick on top. <laughs> you get three monitors, Hayden. Three monitors. I, just, I don't know. Like Razer is so good about their design stuff. I can't believe that that's the design they went with. Is like, hey, it's like basically just this tiny little Blade Pro thing on the bottom, yeah. and then like this huge sandwich brick on top. I gotta say, I'm not. Yeah, to me, it's a well because they just took an existing chassis. Now. Yeah. And then just like modified it to fit those. All right. So here's here's what you need, Hayden, is you need the Acer Predator 21X <laughs> with two more screens on it. It's gonna, and, and they should be curved. And stuff. No, but they're curved. So it'll be like 360. Be like living in the Matrix, right? But that's what you need because it's like that's like that. And when you're going that over the top, you might as well do the screens that pop out too. Oh, man. And you think it's you got to give them Acer is actually going to make the thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Razor, it's a prototype. They don't know if they're really going to make it. Yeah, they, we'll see. You know, I don't, we'll I don't, see. I don't believe it, but I would love if that actually came out and you could like bring that down to the library and press the button and have it deploy <laughs> and put on your cracking headphones <laughs> and pull out your little Razor mouse and have everything flashing. Bring it to Starbucks. I was just well, like, I'm working on the next American novel right here. <laughs> well, uh, this thing did get stolen, right? So you know, oh, maybe yeah. maybe somebody is going to show up. You know, at a Starbucks. Yeah, just, you know, two of them got down. stolen, which oh, is nuts. Man. Did so. they say how that even happened? So people know. Well, they, said, yeah, they say it was towards the end of the show, I think, which means most people think that somebody walked in while they were dismantling the the booth and just walked off with two of them. I just which is impressive because those things are big. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. And how do they close? What the do you screen do? You just it? like put that up your shirt. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, don't worry, I, I'm with the crew. I'm I'm gonna go load this in. Don't worry. Oh, They're offering yeah. twenty five thousand dollar rewards for those Ooh, things too. Wow. Yeah, it probably cost them about that much to make one of them. Oh, way more. <laughs> Prototypes oh, are super. I, I bet that's the list price twenty five thousand. Oh man, I don't think it'll be. I don't. I you know. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. But, you know, no but way. I gotta say, like for projects. Christine, which people don't know, you know, if you don't know, Razor had a, a, a prototype three years ago. Yeah, it was uh, 2013, I think. 2013. And 2014. What it, what it was was a cool modular PC that you would slot in your CPU, GPU, and their own little modules. It's like, never, it's never going to get made because AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA are never going to support it. A non, there's no reason to do it. And this has a better chance of getting made then. Yeah, because it's right? just them. It's just them. They could uh, possibly do it. And and they are known for doing crazy things. And, and I do think their projector thing is going to come out. Uh, I don't know if you went and saw that, but Ariana, their other concept this year, which is their like chroma tied in uh, projector that is basically just Microsoft's Illuma Room demo from a couple of years ago. So is all it, I you know I saw the the projector. I didn't actually. See yeah. The so demo. all it does is it, it extends your display onto the screen or onto the wall, uh, mm. and so it gives you like some ambiance of like, oh, I'm playing Doom on my screen, but also Doom is like all around me. So um, from the is, pictures that I saw of that, because I didn't see it. Did you see it live, Gordon? No, I didn't because I no. didn't make. Well, it by the, the pictures that they have of it is like you know you have your standard screen, but then they have like. It's not like extending the colors of the screen. It's extending the actual scene. Yes, so like the if screen. You had the Shadow Warrior Two Sword. It would keep going off the side of your thing. Uh, so you're, you're, it, it's almost like you're rendering 4K. Your yeah, you what, what? You're like rendering 4K, but on the screen is yeah, only well, 1080. Yeah, and I'm and then I'm, the rest is being projected. Yeah, is and it? I I think that like they're probably rendering that that outside edges Much at lower. Um, a lower resolution because it doesn't matter as much. Mm. Um, but as I said, it's basically just Illuma Room, which uh, was a project that Microsoft unveiled in like 2013, I think, uh, that was basically this exact thing except using the Kinect. It was like using a depth sensing camera to project over your furniture and all that. Uh, Razer just doesn't have a Kinect license, so they use two depth sensing cameras to sense where your furniture is, and then it projects, it like maps the screen over oh. your room. I can um, dig it. I like the idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool idea. And like, there are other applications they've talked about. Like, hey, if you like, you know, talking about the Logitech uh, GTA tie-in earlier. Right. Uh, like in this example, the projector would just start flashing your whole room blue and red when the police were chasing you, which is kind of a cool like ambiance thing. But that is pretty nice. Yeah. Although, you know, I'm realizing first we've moved off of laptops now. And then two, it's been an hour. I know John's we've here talked today. Too much. He's going to come and yell at us. <laughs> do, do we have questions from YouTube or the audience or Facebook? Yeah, we do. G or give from me a second to uh, bring them up. Whoops. Uh, 
What was Whoa, that me? What was that? That was not me. What was that? <laughs> uh, you know, okay, just just random off the cuff uh, questions. Let me switch over the little graphic with my own personal sound effect. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, Medi on YouTube uh, asks: uh, Is there a possible way to combine a full CPU and dedicated GPU chip on a single silicon wafer? Yeah, it's called a console. That's Ooh, pretty much what boom, consoles are. Boom. I mean, they, they do. I mean, those are discrete graphics in a lot of ways, but they're just custom discrete graphics. Not exactly high performance compared to what we get, but, you know, they're actually fairly high performance for what you're getting out of a, an APU or what you're getting out of Intel's IGP right now. So, All right. Uh, another question from uh, Sunny on YouTube. Uh, is, is Risen, Ryzen, whatever you want to call it, only available for desktops for now, or will we be seeing them in laptops and two-in-ones in this coming month? Um, I don't think they've said officially, but the way that they're, you know, keep pushing, this is for high end, this is for high end, we're back on the performance level. I'm not sure, I would not expect a laptop parts to be part of the initial launch, at least. Yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be later half of the year. And, but, you know, AMD has said they design, they design, you know, Ryzen so that it would scale from mobile to server. So it's clear you will see it in server, in, in laptops. I'm going to guess that they will be aggressively pushing it for laptops a lot sooner than we expect because that's where a lot of the money is. That's where all the volume is in mobile. So they are going to be. You will see it this year, I bet. Uh, Lil Anthony on YouTube asks, uh, will GeForce Now work on Chromebooks? Uh, it's a program. You have to actually, like, you click uh, the program and it opens up and it opens up your virtual PC. So I would doubt it. Yeah, they I was going to say probably not. PCs. They only announced it for PCs and Macs. So I would highly doubt it. Man, that would be a great application for it, though, for Chromebooks. Yeah, yeah I mean, Linux would also, you know, a Linux distro that would probably go over real well, uh, since that would be a case where you couldn't just play those games on your machine. Yeah. I'm not sure why you couldn't just do it in your browser. Think about it. It's just streaming, right? But uh, probably, open up, I saw it, I saw him kick it up. You open up a program to open up your virtual PC. So I would highly doubt it's on Chromebooks right now. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, got a good question from Mossy Edge. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. First, real quick, uh, Cristiano asks: uh, After all the preview and conversation with Raja, how do you feel about Vega? Vega, they've only shown a technical preview so far. I mean, it looked pretty impressive what they showed. They showed Doom running at 60 to 70 frames per second with everything cranked to 4K, which uh, is faster than the GTX 1080. They're showing it in Vulcan, which favors AMD, so it's kind of hard to tell what to do there. But it sounds like they're doing all the right things. It looks real interesting what they're doing on the technical side of things, but you never know till they ship. So, Yeah, did you, did you did it? Did it change your feeling though? Is it more positive or just still neutral? To I mean, at this point, we just want to see the parts, right? I'm a, I'm a jaded uh, tech reporter, right? So I'm always, you know, we'll wait and see till we get it in our our labs. We'll wait and see. So right, I, I and, <laughs> I, and, and uh, I, you know, I think ever since I saw Vega, we saw it in January that, um, or gosh, December, December, I think, we saw yeah. December. I think it's still a good sign because it is at least somewhat competitive. We don't know where it's going to fall against 1080. Could be as could be better. Could be less. A little bit. No matter what, Nvidia's natural reaction will be price war. We'll so, be drop that 1080 Ti. Yeah. Drop a 1080 Ti. It'll be the but, same as last time. And then they'll drop the 1080 price, and the 1080 Ti will slot right in at 650 or whatever. But I mean, if you know a Vega comes in and say, assume it's 
you know, 1080 performance, but it's, you know, 1070 pricing. What's NVIDIA going to do, right? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they were saying this is an early technical preview, too. It's not right. optimized yet. When we actually, if you haven't checked it out, people watching, listening or whatever, Gordon and I interviewed uh, Roger Kadori, the head of Radeon, for 40 minutes at CES. We have a video of it. You should check it out. I actually tried asking him, look, man, is this like entry-level Vega or is this your high-end Vega somewhere in the middle? What's going on? He wouldn't even he wouldn't say. So we have no idea where this falls in the stack. I mean, it's really intriguing to see it running Doom that high, beating a GTX 1080. But there's still too many question marks to get excited or not excited about yet. I'm excited for the competition. Is is what I'm I am. Where no wherever wherever it comes in, it'll cause prices to decrease for every you know for all gamers, and that's a good thing. I think. I hope it. I hope it comes out better than the GTX 1080 because I think there are going to be a lot of disappointed people if you wait a year after the GTX 1080 launch and it's equal to the GTX 1080. Yeah, or but, even just slightly above. But price, they could compete on price. But if it say comes in at 1070, then people are going to be a little disappointed, right? Because 1070 is not exactly super expensive, so. Well, this has HBM2 and the redesigned cache controller and everything. I doubt that they will be able to compete on price alone. So I hope they have some performance in the in the bag. Right. So we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we got another one. Uh, Carlos on YouTube asks, uh, any word on Windows 10 Mobile at CES? I, I'm not, I know that's not you guys at Beat, but, you know. Uh, I mean, Microsoft's basically like stabbed it and threw it in the back alley, right? So, well, but they're running out on ARM now, right? That was their big. That oh, was yeah. their big thing before yeah. CES. I I didn't uh, honestly pay attention to Windows 10 Mobile because I don't really care too much about it at this point. Um, but you know, they're running on ARM. I guess we'll see how that shakes out. And uh, they, Ar- Mark was talking with ARM itself because the whole thing with uh, you know. Windows desktop applications run it on ARM. That's limited to Qualcomm chips right now. But ARM actually told Mark, hey, man, if anybody wants to make uh, ARM chip and have it run desktop applications, that's fine. They can do it, too. So that's an encouraging sign for the future of Windows Mobile. I still have doubts about the future of Windows Mobile. I probably would question. I would not buy a Windows Mobile phone right now. But yeah, they're setting stuff up for resurgence in the future. <laughs> Uh, Shadow XGP on YouTube asks, uh, what do you guys think if they put a paper screen for, on a laptop, kind of like the LG screen? The e, I think it's e-ink or, uh, or oh, something. Oh, you mean uh, e-ink. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be cool if you had it on the, outer, on the outside of your laptop, if you had e-ink display with your Google appointments or something like that. That might be kind of neat. Like a little notification. But, you know, it does feel a little gimmicky. I mean, it's just got to be done right, and you've got the, you have to have the right integration. But And then you're adding a lot of cost. For something that I mean, I would, would use. I will. I will buy a full laptop with an e-ink screen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me say why. Because the battery life on those things is so much better than your average laptop. Yep. Uh, I would. I would use it the same way that I used that thing that I showed you a couple of weeks ago. That Neo. <laughs> the the Neo. Uh, I can't remember the company that made Hipster. that thing. But, uh, <laughs> no, because my my problem is always like as a person that uses a gaming laptop, my laptop lasts about an hour and a half, maybe two hours on a plane, uh, and it would be very nice to have like oh this thing lasts literally like seventy hours. You never have to worry about it. It's always charged when you need it. I could take it to a convention and use it all week without having to worry about it. And like all I'm doing at a convention is just like typing some stuff. I don't, I don't cool? need it to look pretty. I just need to like be able to use a word processor and connect to the internet. 
Well, that's that'd be a nifty niche, right? Like a e ink productivity laptop, basically, yeah. where it's all black and white. I can dig that. I'd buy I, one of those. With the, with yeah, the right. Refresh rate <laughs> for for like for like two hundred bucks, like the same price as a Kindle, but then you have like a keyboard and stuff on there, and it just does basic yeah. tasks. But is the yeah. I guess what I'm wondering is because one of the great things about e ink is is you don't have refresh really. It's really it's just static. It'll sit there static and not use any power. Yeah. But in a word processor, it is static a lot of the time. But you know when you when you carriage down, it's going to move everything. Is it? I wonder if there's, you would still have the battery life performance. I think you would still get better battery life than you would get out of a normal monitor. Yeah, there's no backlight. Uh, so, so that's what I mean. Like, I, th- I think if you got uh, like even like thirty or forty hours out of that thing, that would that would make it worth it for me to jump over for for just like that purpose. I don't need it for like day to day use. I just want it for like conventions and plane rides and stuff like that, where a power is a commodity. What was that? A Chromebook, basically, where you can write on the road. Yep. That's it. <laughs> you, you know what? So I'm going to, we should have like old hardware day, and I will bring in my Omni, HP OmniBook 300, which <laughs> probably nobody's listening has ever heard of. But it was, it's essentially the same thing you're talking about. It had a black and white LCD screen, mm-hmm. had a little pop-out mouse, and it ran on rechargeable NICADs, nickel metals, but you could actually, in a pinch, run it on AA batteries. <laughs> I mean, it's very much like the Trash 100, the old Radio Shack. Trash mm-hmm. 100s, too, where they had a little tiny 10-inch screen on there, or a little 10-line screen at the top, right? Yeah, well, that's those? what uh, that's what the Neo. The Neo has that four-line screen, and it's like, oh, good. Man, so hipster. I just... It's I'm great, man. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, uh, there, was a, there was a night not too long ago where Brad was like, hey, uh, or actually, I spotted some news that broke, and it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I was out back in my backyard with a fire going, and I just took that thing out there. Wearing some flannel. Typed up an article. Yeah, it, it, it is a nice backyard. I've, I've been there. It's yeah. pretty good. And I went and sent that that article to Brad, and it took me like I don't know twenty minutes, and I didn't even have to go inside and use my PC. I just sat out there in the glory of San Francisco nature, <laughs> smoking some cloves, or I don't know what, what uh, hipsters do. And some ah. Hipster. Ah. Oh, uh, got smoking him. some meat. Actually, got him. Got him. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Browaris uh, on YouTube asks uh, for. Ryzen, is it going to have a built-in GPU like Intel for some of their chips? Uh, that won't be till end of the year with uh, Raven Ridge. So the first one is the Summit Ridge part, um, traditional discrete parts. Later on in the year, they ha- will have Raven Ridge, which is their APU. But I think what's kind of cool um, is, if I, if I read it right, Raven Ridge should also fit into AM4. So one of the problems we have now is if you go full-on... Um, X99, you have a disc, you have no onboard, which, you know, because it's a server part. And then if you go with the Z270, you know, LGA 1150X, then um, you get your IGP, but there's no way to combine it. If AMD is doing this the way I think they are, you will be able to get Raven Ridge. So you, you can either add an APU to your motherboard if you, you know, it's kind of has the, the video on it, or you can run your Summit Ridge. Although, I don't know, I may, I may just be making that up because they haven't actually said. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, AMD it, likes to probably, be, they have had two sockets in the past. I think they just want to go to one unified socket down the road. Yeah, they've been touting that so much. Hey, we have one unified socket, so on and so forth, that uh, I think if they did roll out another socket for the future APUs coming out this year, that'd be nuts. Right. But I guess maybe <laughs> the motherboard would have to have all the wires for the, you know, for your, mm-hmm. your, your graphics to come out, for your output. So, well, it uh, already supports uh, Bristol Ridge, right? AM4 yeah, already that's right. So it does support so. it, but I don't like. Yeah. I think like those Z or the the X370 boards. I don't think they had. I didn't see like HDMI or DisplayPort on the on the on the back panel. So 
I don't know. I have. I they you. haven't really said exactly. I'm wondering because I I sort of think like people think. Yeah, if I have a X370 board, can I drop in at Raven Ridge this year? Uh, I, probably not. Or maybe they'll have some kind of adapter you drop into a PCI. I don't know. So, so I've uh, two more questions. Uh, second one, second to last one from Maddie uh, asking about or saying that on the full nerd where Tom Peterson was on, uh, there was discussion of a GeForce Now quality kind of thing, uh, and he was saying it's extremely hard to do. It's going to be way down the line. Uh, lo and behold, you know they they announced it at CES. Uh, he's, he's wondering what you guys think about that. You mean Tom Peterson misdirecting us? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's his job to to <laughs> hey, come on. Steve Jobs this whole time was like, well, who would want an iPad? That's just stupid. Oh, we got an iPad. <laughs> you mean the iPad Pro? Well, I forgot I, what it was. And I, I didn't see this conversation, but uh, I mean, OnLive existed 10 years ago, so it, it's not yeah. exactly like this is a, they're forging new territory. I, I got to say, what was the quality like? Because OnLive always disappointed on, me. OnLive was limited basically by your internet connection more than anything terrible. else, and, which at the time, like internet connections in, in 2011 when I was using this, like I got maybe 15 down in in Southern California, uh, so I think I think they were really screwed by you know the, the timing of that whole enterprise and and the internet quality in the U.S. at the time. Yeah, um, I don't think that like GeForce Now is necessarily doing anything super new here. Although did did I mean because I remember Jensen's keynote? He said we've they've solved basically the latency problem, which has always been the problem. I, I disagree. You know, it, it's better than on live was, but like, at least for me personally, and like, I admit that I'm real particular about that stuff. Like I have a, my, my one millisecond monitor and all that. Uh, but like, at least for me personally, even using the latest iterations of, of the shield and stuff, it still is noticeable. I was using, uh, I was playing, I played a couple systems oop, uh, at NVIDIA Suite at CES. I played Rise of the Tomb Raider on an iMac, and I played Witcher 3 on a MacBook Air. And they both controlled just fine. They looked great. They were using the GTX 1080 level quality, you know, so everything looked good. I didn't see any compression artifacts. I was shaking the camera uh, around, shaking the mouse you know, whipping back and forth, trying to mess things up. And it held up really good. It felt like I was just playing the game. But that said, both of the scenes that they had us try were in, like, the intros. So it was, like, Geralt walking around with Yennefer right after he gets out of the famous tub scene and everything. So just kind of exploring the castle. There's no action. Yeah, well, and that's – so my thing is I normally don't have a problem with, like, third-person action games. Like, I played, as I said, the original Witcher on a MacBook Pro or whatever uh, on on OnLive, and it worked fine. Uh, shooters are where I always have a problem with those streaming services. Uh, and the other problem that we always have is, is those assume wired, like you're wired pretty much into your home connection and that is directly out. And, uh, there are so many variables in how people's homes are, are wired and what internet they have in their house that like, depending on how you're connected personally, the internet, you're going to notice all sorts of different variables in performance. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, hopefully it, it takes off, uh, and hopefully it takes off with a better pricing scheme, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I want the That's... Titan X quality <laughs> a dollar a minute 40 right? bucks a month 40 bucks as far as for, uh, for 20 Peterson hours saying it's going to be forever and ever, that's just pr that's what they do if they don't want to talk about it they don't talk about it right and they make it sound great and then they announce it two months later or whatever yeah right. <laughs> and the last question before John kicks that door in. Yeah, last question. Uh, I mean, a, a couple people have asked this, but uh, most recently Keith on YouTube uh, is is wondering if you guys can talk about the KB Lake heat problems. 
KB Lake heat problems. I am unaware of KB Lake heat problems. Uh, Are we he, talking about he's the, saying KB Lake uh, reduces temperatures by 26 degrees per overclock. Uh, I mean, I did hear about KB Lake overclocking problems because of of heat. Right. I I know there's there's a lot of people that think you can't overclock KB Lake without making excessive heat, but um, everything I've seen, all the systems I have, everything I've seen at CES, talking to all the vendors, the, the, this thing overclocks to 5 gigahertz. I mean, you know, with, I think it's Asus just, was saying it's like 80%. It's just, uh, but look, Asus was saying 80% of the time you'll be able to hit a 5 gigahertz overclock. They have a profile built in that. They think 80% of the time on a KB Lake 7700K, you'll hit it. I have a, a system out there, Digital Storm. It'll, it'll do uh, 5 gigahertz all cores, and it'll do it um, with a CLC on the quiet setting. So it's, uh, I don't, I'm not really, if there's another thing that's popped up while I've been at CS, it's possible, but everything I've seen and everybody I've talked to is, is surprisingly happy with KB Lake and overclocking. There were some early problems with overclocking, if that's what you're talking about. A lot of that seems to be from, you know, Z170 boards, which you really need KB Lake on a Z270 board to hit the higher overclocks, it looks like. I'm, I'm sure they can go back and make it work, but you're a motherboard vendor, you want to make them by Z270, right? So if, if that's what you're talking about, as far as I know... You know, it's it's overclocking pretty well, so it's just a boring yeah. Origin release. or even they even came out and said, "Hey, our pro overclocking will get you to five gigahertz." I mean, there's an asterisk saying probably, maybe, you know, we'll try, but they trusted it enough to be able to come out and say, "Hey, man, we'll overclock your chip to five gigahertz in big letters." So yeah, I think there are much better reasons to be disappointed with KB Lake than overclocking potential. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us managed the rest of it is just like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, we actually, I just forgot we didn't talk, we forgot to talk about KB Lake. It's kind of a bummer because it's a part that should get some attention. There's no reason to buy Skylake at this point. If you're going to buy a new Intel quad core, do KB Lake. Don't buy Skylake. Don't be like one of those people that is like, I, I don't want to buy KB Lake. I'm going to buy Skylake. Well, like, there's no reason. You're just, you know, you're losing. You're well, giving away free performance. And so some people have been talking about it in the chat while we, we've we been uh, discussing other stuff. But, yeah, it seems like people are pretty cold on KB Lake. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think it's uh, just a thing. It's just like an incremental upgrade the same way they said it was going to be. It was a yeah. timeout. It's a process timeout. You know, they're like, yeah, we need some time to figure this out and get 10 millimeter <laughs> here. Here's some overclocking and we'll yeah. make it run better at 4K. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's, you know, it, it was I, it was poor messaging. I mean, the launch was bad. There were leaks everywhere. And the problem with all those leaks is it gave it gave you the wrong impression. Everybody thought it's a terrible overclocking. It's a great overclocking part. And a lot of our early reviews, because they didn't actually give the media, those people, the press information, although they could have just read the laptop reviews from last year, KB Lake is exactly the same as Skylake. They said that last year. So there's no reason to be disappointed. It wasn't supposed to be an IPC increase. It's the same thing. We just make Skylake better. We've improved the video core. We're giving you more clocks, and we're not charging you more. I think they should charge less, frankly, because we, we know Ryzen's coming. Maybe they don't, but I and KB Lake's getting a, getting a bad rap, and it doesn't deserve it. It's a good part for the money, right? Should have been less money, though. Would have been nicer. <laughs> cool. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up before. Okay, well, we're, hey, not bad on hour and 20 minutes. I'm still good. We're still going to get hell. We're going to walk out there. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so check back in two weeks for... <clears throat> Uh, I already blew that. Right. <laughs> you got it. You got so, it. Yes. Damn. Go Check ahead. back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk and the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google play or stitcher. Send questions and comments, even though you never do just send us them anyway <laughs> to the full nerd at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Hayden Dingman. See you guys. And Adam Patrick Murray, who's going to take us out. Peace out.